0: Speak Seductively.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm Kyle Cannon, erotic fiction author, naturist, and swinger.
0: And I'm Lily Cannon, book cover model, audiobook narrator, naturist, and swinger. And you're listening to the Speak Seductively podcast.
1: I have an erotic fiction series called The Photographer's Story and over 15 erotic novellas on Amazon. Two themes in my work are the promotion of a sex-positive lifestyle and the development of strong, sexually confident female characters. My writing has been described as slow foreplay, building until the reader is breathless with need. You can find my novels and short stories on Amazon. They're all free with Kindle Unlimited.
0: We want to welcome you to another exciting and informative edition of Speak Seductively. We use this platform to promote other authors, talk about sex, and relationships. Please be aware, we will be discussing adult topics, from sex to the swinging lifestyle and more. Our approach is always classy, but be ready for frank conversations. Our guests are frequently erotic authors or those in the lifestyle. Thank you for joining us for our 22nd episode of Speak Seductively and our first of 2021. In this interview, we are very excited to welcome a new friend of ours, Alex Mills. Her story is amazing and one of the more unique ones we've come across. You see, Alex is a believer and practitioner of sexual transmutation. What is that? Well, we didn't know either. Kyle and I did more research for this episode than any before. When we finally had a chance to speak to Alex, we were blown away with how similar our philosophies were. It was so refreshing. Please join us and hear from Alex how she defines sexual transmutation and uses it to improve her life. Alex will be conducting a series of online classes on sexual transmutation beginning in January 2021. Please look in the description for a link. And now, here is episode 22 of Speak Seductively. Hey,
1: everyone. This is Kyle Cannon. And Lily Cannon. And we have, I'm really excited about the guest that we have today. Her name is Alex Mill, and we're going to be talking about a subject that, to be honest, Lily and I knew nothing about Uh, before we started uh, chatting with Alex a little and um, doing some background research. So, um, Alex, I'm just going to turn this over to you right now for a second. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are? And then uh, maybe we'll get into the whole topic of sexual transmutation.
2: Hello, hello. Well, First of all, I'm super excited that you don't know anything about it, because then it's going to be a good chat. I'm Alex and um, my main background up until about a year and a half ago, used to be in film. I used to work in film and advertising and when I went on my own spiritual discovery about what the meaning of life is, what the purpose of existence is, then I discovered through mainstream spirituality that the body itself the physical manifestation of your being is still such a taboo so so much such a shame ridden topic that i got really upset about it cuz i've had a very very good relationship with the sexual energy the orgasmic energy from a very young age and when i was looking for the meaning of life <laughs> I, I was really missing the body from that process I was really missing sexuality from that process and then it kind of just spiraled into a profession from my own personal interest so right now I'm calling myself a mindful intimacy catalyst because mm-hmm. I'm not a coach I don't do coaching I don't do that sort of stuff you know I'm never gonna be that girl who's got the seven best tips for everything that you need in your life. (laughs) I'm doing a bit more intuitive stuff, but it's all orgasmic and fun.
1: (laughs) I, I love one thing that you mentioned that we are all about the, the whole negative aspect of I'll say sexual energy, but from our perspective, it's been just human sexuality that there is such a taboo and and in some circles, it's made evil. If yeah. you have if you have a sexual instinct, you're you're not a good person. And I think that's something that we've struggled against. Um,
0: Which is why we kind of started this podcast, and with Kyle's books and everything, it just kind of mutated into this um, this brand that we have right now, where we have the podcast of all of these different people talking about all these different ways to explore sexuality and. Um, I, I think it's it's really been an interesting journey, and I love love hearing about this. Can you maybe give like a a short definition? I know it's such a huge <laughs> thing, but like a short definition of sexual transmutation.
2: I would start with how sexual transmutation currently exists in the media right now. The term itself, I'm not sure that it was coined by um, that gentleman, but it was appearing first in um, Napoleon Hill's book, which was written in 1936, um, Think and Grow Rich, which is a brilliant book and it has an entire chapter dedicated to sexuality and sexual transmutation. And based on that book, written almost 100 year, years ago now, there are a bunch of um, blog posts and um, all sorts of theories spiraling off that original idea that are promoting no FAP, no masturbation, semen retention, and a channeling of the sexual energy to different energy centers and to different areas of your life so that you would get a high result or high success or high return on investment or an incredible creative vibe and uh, I you know when I first ran into this phrase I'm like that doesn't sound right (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know it's like i um i don't do tantra but i started reading tantric texts when i was i don't know in my early 20s and um, i've had my first orgasmic experience when i was five so i've and this energy has somehow been kept so pure so unadulterated in my life you know every other area of my life at some point got downhill But sexuality was somehow so protected that um, I look at this relationship as almost like a family member. That the sexual energy, the orgasmic energy and I are in a conversation. So for me, and the reason why I'm using the term sexual transmutation because I just want to get people to stop all of the semen retention and all the tantric (laughs) stuff that is not helpful and not necessarily healthy because for me when you get to a certain state in your spiritual practice or your sexual practice then it can become a natural outcome that you wouldn't ejaculate or that you wouldn't need physical sex as much as you would turn more towards energetic orgasms or energetic sex. but. I see a reversal of that process. And it really, really saddens me that we are given these tips and tricks without any background, any base, any grounding, any emotional work behind it. Is the Um, original
0: theory that if you withhold those things that somehow, um, because you said before, like that energy is going into-
1: Creativity. Creativity
0: or another, Is, is that the theory? Like if you withhold those things, Obviously, that energy has to go somewhere. Therefore, it goes into something you're working
2: on, or you can be more productive. That's the idea behind it. Now, I, you know, different things work for different people. Right. I'm coming from a very um, interesting sexual history. That usually people who are going into sexuality, sexual coaching, sexual healing, something like that, they themselves have a um, quite abusive or unhappy sexual background and the way they have healed themselves is now the way that they are teaching and and spreading the word about. I'm a little bit different. I'm coming from a very, very good sexual background. Mm -hmm. I've never had problems with it. I've never had any issues. I'm not saying I never had body image issues or anything like that. So I you know, the energy itself, the sexual energy itself has started showing me things that you just don't show on the first date. Mm Because by now, it's like we are in a 25 year marriage with this relationship, with this um, energy, with the orgasmic energy, you know, we've spent a considerable amount of time together. So I would say that in my life, in my experience, and that's just my two cents, I am way more energized when I use the sexual energy in my day-to-day, everyday life in a specific way. It's, it's not just nilly-willy. It's not mindless. It's not abusive or painful or shameful in any way. So I do understand, you know, everybody is a, a specific case. So I have met and had conversations with a couple of people who have practiced either semen retention or orgasmic withdrawal. And um, for some, it works. Mm -hmm. In general, what I have seen from others and from my example is that unless we are grounded in very solid emotional work, unless we are really, really good with our bodies and our bodies are super sensitized to feelings, sensations, emotions that are day-to-day, minute-by-minute going on, then holding on to tips and tricks and techniques is not helpful. And in some cases, it's psychologically and emotionally damaging because it can be not succeeding.
0: How are you then flipping that and using that orgasmic energy day-to-day? <laughs> like, what? Yeah. what is your... What is your um, experience?
2: So the, the original idea behind it is that you wouldn't use the sexual energy for a sexual outlet, for a sexual outcome, but that you would redirect it, divert it in your body and you would use it in different areas of your life or different energy centers. Now that is just pure withdrawal. I instead During the orgasmic experience, during the sexual experience, then and there, I move that energy in and around my body and my bioenergetic field. Mm -hmm. And so at the end of an orgasmic experience or a sexual act, I feel more energized instead of depleted. And I know that it works differently for female bodies and for male bodies, but I have had experiences with male bodies as well when they... when when you learn how to use the energy, when you learn how to move energy in your body while it is happening, while you are being aroused, while you are getting closer to an orgasm, while you are releasing the orgasmic energy, then that process can be a more vitalizing force than anything else I have ever seen.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Do Do you think, um, listening to you, this is, it's making a lot of sense to me. Um, uh, I know we've chatted through uh, emails about some of the research I did online. And I have to tell you, when I, when I was first reading things online about the with, withholding and the, you know, the retention stuff, for me personally, I looked at that as torturous. Why would you put your body through that? Why would you put your mind to that? I didn't see being able to redirect any energy from that other than just being frustrated. Um, What you were just saying keyed me in on something Lily and I have talked about a lot. When we have good sex with each other, there's, it's more than, you know, just the orgasm at the end. There's. Yeah.
0: I feel so much more energized and like ready to do things. And there Mm -hmm. is that, that, um, feeling afterwards and holding and I like I like thinking about holding on to it and like I think when you're in tune with it because I think so many people have sex just to like just have sex just to do it and be done and like just get that release and go away um so I had a
1: I had a direction I was going with my (laughs) long-winded windedness there but (laughs) are do you find I, I think Lily and I are both very introspective people we try to know ourselves um and we share, oursel- we share that knowledge of ourself with each other. Do you think this is something that um, an introspective person is going to find naturally or f- be more comfortable with?
2: I mean, I have spent a large chunk of my time with introspection. I've spent a lot of time physically by myself as well. So I have dissected every bit of myself by now. I think that was one of the reasons why I got so interested in what this energy is capable of and, and what's behind it. And I, I properly studied this energy and within my own body because it started to sensitize me to not just the physical things but the emotional things Mm. when um, when i bring in different emotions and it's not necessarily just joy and happiness you know sometimes just a bunch of sadness comes up or a bunch of anger and um, there is such a loving healthy container within my practice, within my orgasmic practice, that it really allows me to have a safe space to feel, to reflect that, you know, if if I'm dealing with something in my life and I feel very insecure, I turn to the orgasmic energy to find a safe space where I get to explore myself, not just physically, but on a a mental and emotional level as well. And, um, I mean, the sexual energy is the the creative energy. It is the energy that gives us life itself. I believe there's nothing more powerful than merging. It can happen within you because we both have feminine and masculine traits. So even if you're not in a partnership, that energy is still circling within you. But there is nothing more powerful than two beings, regardless of sexual orientation, gender, all that. Two beings coming together, creating a loving container Mm -hmm. that doesn't have to be fun all the time. Sometimes it's sad. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's angry. Sometimes it's frustrated. But there is a solid ground of safety and security, emotional safety, and hopefully physical safety as well, where you just get to be you're most vulnerable. You get to be naked, not just physically. Mm -hmm. So I I believe that it goes very well with introspection.
0: Yeah, and I think that's why we enjoy also being naturist and would describe ourselves more as naturist because it is that um, just being okay with all of the uh, openness and being open to all the things. And when you walk around a... Um, a,
1: nudist resort. a nudist
0: resort, or um, we have several clubs that we're involved in, and so some of the naturist uh, clubs that we have have beach areas. And you know, when you're when you're in one of those locations and you're with all these different people, there is a vibe. There's a different. Um, there's there's a feeling amongst everyone.
1: A, I, I yeah, I'll say there's a positive energy that yeah. you pick up on, and it's not sexual. In the way that people would think about it, Um, you know, somebody who's never experienced it, but it, you know, sure, maybe call it a positive sexual energy because everybody's nude, but there's not sex involved with it.
0: Are you enjoying the podcast so far? To help us continue bringing you quality and interesting interviews, please consider supporting us. To learn more about Kyle and his work, follow him on Twitter at Kyle Cannon Author or on Instagram, at Kyle Cannon Fiction, or Facebook, Kyle Cannon. Now back to, speak seductively.
2: Yeah, for me, I I keep saying that I believe that on a global scale, we're so under intimate with each other, Mm -hmm. that because our usually our most intimate settings are sexual settings as well, we have difficulty differentiating. So when somebody is getting more intimate, when they are just touchy or affectionate, we immediately jump to the conclusion that they want something sexually from us, or we are restraining ourselves being more touchy or being more intimate, especially now in this climate, because we don't want to be misinterpreted or we are afraid of the backlash. And I believe that we, are craving so much more intimacy in our lives, just to be close emotionally, not necessarily physically, but have that feeling, have that very strong sensation that somebody really cares. And completely non-judgmentally, they are just seeing you for who you are and being naked is the best way for it, but you don't have to be naked for it. But it's, it's, it's a very, very lovely environment where people can, when people can um, open up to each other, mm-hmm. especially if it involves nudity without sexuality or without sex, because we, we become a little bit like kids just playing around in the sand, you know, naked and it's fun. Mm-hmm.
1: We've had some of the the deepest conversations ever, mm-hmm. sitting around naked with a group of friends, and
0: yeah.
1: yeah, and and you know just on on any topics. But I was I was curious what your thoughts would be on that. We've talked a lot about Western culture and just culture in general, and I, I'm going to paraphrase this. Yeah. And I feel like there's this attitude of putting notches on the bedpost. If that makes sense that, yeah. you know, and, and I see that growing, it's always been there for men, but I think it's growing for women as well. And to me, that kind of attitude eliminates intimacy and what you were talking about, the need to have togetherness because you're skipping the important parts.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm I'm very, very sad and, you know, I come from the film industry, so I'm very sad about how we portray intimacy, relationships, sexuality in movies, Hmm. not just porn. The porn industry has done its fair share, but even in family movies or romantic movies or even in more sexual R-rated movies, we don't see or very, very rarely see a good, healthy relationship. Most of the relationships are based on conflict. Most of the cultural norm is still towards we shouldn't be talking about this. Sex is something icky or shameful. Even if we don't use the word shameful, we're just laughing about it. You know, it's, it's like I can walk into any room and start shouting belly button or elbow. But if I walk into that room and start shouting clitoris, penis, heinous. <laughs> <penis, laughs> I would be escorted out and asked never to return. Yeah. yeah. And it's just body parts.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so true. It's so true with our, um, our, our sense of prudishness or our uh, feeling that, that things are shouldn't be talked about and,
2: and our- <laughs> Yeah, just, just the sense that our, our lower parts, like the entire lower half of your body shouldn't exist mm-hmm. it's no. better off if are just in your head and please only do meditation sitting in stillness and silence and do not use your sexual energy your most vital energy to connect with spirituality or to connect with yourself please only use your mind
1: <laughs> so uh I, I, shifting gears just a little bit you you've kind of touched on this but i'm curious how you see the, the whole concept of sexual transmutation and what you're talking about with um, in relationships and i'm going to open it up to say not only monogamous relationships but polyamorous relationships how do you, how do you see it fitting in
2: with polyamory, I would say that if you are in um, long term relationships or committed relationships, whether it's with one person or more then um, to me, that's the time when you can start properly experimenting with the energy. I mean, my 25 year history has taught me and a couple of failed relationships have taught me as well, that unless my heart is in it, I'm just not enjoying it. And my sex life is going downhill. Like I'm just laying there waiting for it to be over. Mm -hmm. And, um, it it didn't necessarily mean when when i gave my heart when i i was loving the moment myself and my partner it doesn't necessarily mean that you're committing for the rest of your life it means that you are present with everything that you've got so for me when couples can be on the same page about it and they can merge their energies and they can come together that's even better you can still do it by yourself no issues when um when only one of the couple is interested in this kind of practice that's when it gets tricky because um for me sexuality is a very spiritual practice and when you want to take spirituality to a transcendental level you cannot go around spirituality you will pick it up because it is a very spiritual energy and um when one of the partners is not really into this kind of stuff or is just afraid of it, it's still possible, but it's a little bit more work. And um, I've found that uh, partners who have been together for a long time have a much better chance, is not the right word, because it's just a question of dedication, that they have um, a much better experience with energetic sex or energetic orgasms because uh, and that's that's what sexual transmutation is it's learning the energetics of your biofield your bioenergetic field and the mechanics of the sexual energy so long-term relationships long-term couples have a better experience just because they feel safe to fully dedicate themselves give themselves and be in the moment
1: That makes so much sense.
2: It does. Yeah. And people who
0: go and seek out sexual experiences with other people, i.e. cheating, and they go um, to try to find something that they're missing. We talk about about that a lot um, with other people on the podcast and um, where you're trying to hurt someone else and going out to find that sexual experience. But it's so funny how we don't talk about sex with our partners, and we don't talk about the things that we want from our partner and-
1: But um, so we can go do but that we with can, a stranger. Right,
0: but mm-hmm. then we go and find a stranger thinking that that person is going to give us what we want even though we don't tell them either, you know, like if you're never going to have that communication. And so we, we discuss that a lot and within Kyle's books, the characters do that a lot too, where um, we stress communication between people, because if you don't have that open communication and talking about what you want and you'll never get to that, you'll never get to that experience and you'll you'll never get to that um, transcendence. I
1: I think you deny yourself, but more than that, you're denying the partner that you're with, um, that opportunity to to go the next steps with you. And for the life of me, I can't understand why that's so hard for uh, people who are in a committed relationship five, six years down the line, who become afraid of talking about needs and wishes and just opening up.
0: When usually relationships start with, oh, it's so exciting and new and sex is always fun. And then for some reason, years down the road, people are like, oh, yeah, this is, but you can't say anything anymore. But you're supposed to be much more open with each other and knowledgeable of each other, yet you close off and clam up. So is there, I'm going to segue into thinking that maybe this is a a transition, but um, with that, with relationships, you have this 12 step program. So is that something that people can get involved in?
2: Definitely. I mean, that was one of the reasons why I started this whole thing. I, I just realized that if I'm If my understanding, if my perspective is very different from mainstream sexuality out there, tantric sexuality or any kind of sexual coaching or relationship coaching, intimacy coaching, if I have a very different point of view and I don't show it, I don't give it, then I'm depriving people who might think similarly or might feel the same way as i do i'm depriving them from conversations i'm depriving them from the opportunity to feel like they are heard and understood so what i'm going to be doing throughout january and february is um, a very very simple hour and a half conversation zoom conversations every wednesday and saturday 12 steps and we are going to touch on everything that I could think of around sexuality. So I don't know off the top of my head, but we're going to be talking about masturbation, addiction, porn, emotions, family, love, cheating, everything that I could think of. And uh, it's, my style is very conversational. So I, I enjoy talking during sex, you know? so For me, it's like when the, the um the hollywood version of it the film version of it that you get from a sexual experience that you just have a go at each other and you don't talk because it's just so passionate for me that that doesn't work it's like it's fun but we also have to communicate during sex and it shouldn't be weird when we just talk and laugh so yeah first of all just Opening up conversation about these topics about the lower half of your body Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I think (laughs) That's what it's about that a lot of us have Difficulty even saying the word penis a lot of us feel ashamed talking about these things with our friends with with our partner especially in our family and we gather a sexual background noise that is constantly there Mm -hmm. saying all sorts of horrible things to us, about us, and unless we create a different voice as well, an understanding, purely loving, purely compassionate voice when you can come in with all your problems, issues, traumas, cheats, everything that you've got and all you're gonna get back is understanding I think that's a pretty good start for opening up your own sexuality and your own body to experience transcendental states.
0: So how do people sign
2: up and find this? I mean, you can find me anywhere on social media, <laughs> mainly on my website, it's front page on my website. I'm masterofstory.net, as in mastering your own story. And um, It's pretty, pretty simple. We're just going to do private zoom meetings. So Mm. people would feel safe, they would have a safe container, you don't have to participate with questions, you can just listen, you know, you don't have to be involved. I do encourage people to get involved. And I will be giving you practices as well. So if you take that on, it's not a homework, it's an integration work. If you choose to go on a proper sexual journey, then you would have a six weeks, seven weeks, because there's a week in between, you would have a seven week period where you get to explore every aspect of sexuality and of your sexual life as well. Or you can just drop in for one session because it sounds like fun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it does sound like fun. It does. <laughs> um, we, I, we will definitely include the link and the links to your other information in the uh, description for this. When, when is your first program? When does that be start? I think you had said in January.
2: January, and I have to double check. I believe it's the 6th, it's the first Wednesday. Okay, let so we check. That is the 3rd. Oh, je- uh, no, January the 6th. Yes, yeah, January the 6th. Okay, so listeners, January 6th. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> go, go
0: find the 12 step program for sexual transmutation.
1: Yeah. I, listen. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, I, I'm going to say this right now. Um, I would love to have you back in a couple of months and maybe do a follow up and chat more about this.
0: Yeah. This everything everything that you talk about is right up our alley, and everything that we try to do with our podcast and we try to get these um, same uh, ideas out there and and the same um, type of of explanation of sexuality and positivity and sex positivity and just giving people a place to be able to come and say,
1: look, I don't need to be ashamed of my sexual desires and needs and sexuality, period.
2: Yeah, exactly. I would love to come back. You know, this... Program Because it's just talk-based, it's conversation-based. This program is a forerunner for me. It's a little test run for myself because next year I'm planning to have a um, more practice-based experience as well, where people who are willing to dedicate time, energy, to their own sexual transmutation and transformation I am planning to have some very serious education on the physics of the Mm -hmm. sexual energy so that you would get to do things in and around your body that you've never experienced before.
1: So I'm so glad you mentioned that. Um, And and I think that's a perfect point to end because I was listening to your YouTube video. And um, one of the things that I would love to get into is is maybe some personal examples from you of how you have used your sexual energy to change uh the, the change your life change things around you so maybe that's a good topic we can kick off on in a few months
0: yeah yeah we try to keep our podcasts um bite sized so people <laughs> people stick around with us but <laughs> Um, We definitely, we definitely want to touch on more of these details and I mean seriously we could probably sit here for hours.
1: Um, (laughs) Easily easily it's hard restraining I mean as we're talking, even even now I'm I keep adding stuff but I know, I know we need to kind of pull it to an end so. Thank you so much for joining us Um, when we stop the recording, if you could just hang on for a few seconds, but um, if, do you have anything you want to say to the listeners before we tune out?
2: That's, that's what we're going to start with on the 6th of January. Keep touching yourself, please, 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 please keep having orgasmic experiences. Keep experimenting because our bodies right now have so much more muscle memory of adrenaline, cortisol, stress that every bit of love, oxytocin, serotonin that you can get into your system is adding to your emotional bank account. So please, please, please keep having orgasmic experiences.
1: We're behind that hundred <laughs> percent. Yes, I <laughs> support that message. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much.
2: Welcome to Speak
0: Seductively. If you were listening and would like to support us, please follow the link to make a donation. Our goal is to bring better quality and more guests. Your support always helps. Speak seductively.